Kevin, let's let get Ron in the room with us as we begin our uh, Kevin and Kayla's podcast. I see Father Ron up on the screen, and I think he's just waiting for the audio to come on in. There we go. There you go. Father Ron, we're live. We're recording. Uh, we're good. There's somebody singing there, Kevin. I'm singing hallelujah. So I'm going to pause that. And that was uh, actually Chris Cornell, is a famous singer who, uh, who unfortunately committed suicide a few years back. And his daughter, 12 years old, was singing with a group called One Republic, the famous song that was uh, made famous by uh, Leonard Cohen, Alleluia, if you ever heard yes, that song. Yes, I have heard that, yes. A beautiful, beautiful song. So I just thought we'd start with the Alleluia today. Okay. <laughs> How are you, Ron? Uh, doing okay. Just have a question for you. Uh, legally, are you able to uh, put in those recordings? You know what, Ron? I checked with my advertising friend, my running buddy, my confidant, and she said, you know, Kevin, if you had uh, any a few hundred thousand hits, yeah, I'd be worried about it. But considering our viewing audience doesn't seem to be appearing beyond the, the borders of Mary Seed of Wisdom, we're good. So, oh, well, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought we had those millions uh, listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone out there, please tell your friends and neighbors, and maybe we'll get up there and we'll have to start copyright. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, it's we're grateful to those who uh, uh, enter into these podcasts and listen to us. We hope that uh, we're offering them something worthwhile in terms of their faith. Um, and that it helps them and through them helps others. Indeed, you know, and I've, Ron, I think we've talked about, we've heard it from a few folks that uh, for reasons, uh, you know, for medical reasons, et cetera, and concerns about COVID have still haven't come back and are listening. So reaching out to those folks that have reached out to us, we're certainly um, wishing them well and, uh, and praying for them um, as we return slowly to the church. Um, so one of the things that we've been doing, um, probably in, during this COVID time has been, been reading and I know you've been reading a certain book and I've been reading a certain book. So, uh, today is, uh, is our, uh, book report day, so to speak. Right. Um, and let, let's start, let's go with, Doug, we'll go with you first, Ron, uh, you, you're reading why we're Catholic, our reasons for faith, hope, and love by a gentleman named Trent Horn. You want to talk about that for a little bit? Uh, yes. Uh, this leads us into the theological uh, study called apologetics. Apologetics is uh, the ch church's way through theology uh, to look at our faith and to explain it, uh, explain some of the difficulties that perhaps uh, a lot of times people don't understand or that we are criticized for. Uh, it gives a, f a firmer foundation to faith, this whole study of apologetics. And uh, Bishop Barron, who I admire for his work, 
today uh, in evangelization is big on this whole theological outreach. He thinks that young people especially are, are perhaps lacking the kind of information they should have about their faith, which can deepen their faith. So they're looking for something to chew on. They're looking for the beauty. They're looking for the depth of faith, the reasoning for faith, because faith and reason uh, do come together. And so the author that we're talking about today, Trent Horn, has written some very interesting books in which he gives credibility to what it is that uh, we believe. And uh, it was uh, Barron who talked about this book called Hard Sayings uh, that um, Trent wrote, The Catholic Approach to Answering Difficulties in the Bible. Uh, and there are texts and passages and stories in there that sometimes we wonder about uh, how is God acting or it's, God seems to be negative or God is seeming uh, doing or giving, especially in the Old Testament, uh, leadership permission to kill and all sorts of things like that. Uh, the dark passages of the Old Testament that Pope Benedict XVI often talked about. So he's contributing a lot and I found it very interesting myself. And I'm hoping that uh, folks uh, might be interested enough to uh, get a hold of that book or the other one that we were talking about, Why We're Catholic. So Trent Horn, I thought it was interesting. You know, I, I book, you dropped off a copy. Thank you very much. So I'm going to get through that. But I just, um, he, so he's a staff apologist for actually a resource that I utilize a lot online. It's called Catholic Answers. Um, and there's a Catholic Answers Press who, who uh, put out the book. But I, I, I use Catholic Answers myself quite a bit. My own uh, theology. Um, and I thought it was interesting. I did read the very first few pages. And I love the connection that he had. A friend of his uh, asked, uh, kept asking for him to speak to their, um, their son about, about faith. Who's, who's, uh, whose son, uh, son, he called him Vincent, uh, was a self-proclaimed atheist. And, uh, and he basically finally met him for lunch. And um, essentially what the takeaway was, uh, was really a dialogue and, and a discussion um, with Vincent, with, uh, with Trent Horn, the apologist. Um, and it was primarily uh, a way to dialogue with, like you say, a young person. It's a two-way street. Uh, and, and essentially, question Vincent why he was an atheist. And not in a uh, condescending tone, but, you know, tell me why do you believe what you believe. And at the end of that conversation... Uh, Trent Horn said, now he says, now it, this is a two-way street. Um, now you can ask me questions about the Catholic Church. Um, you know, ask me questions about what I believe, and I'll tell you what we believe and why we believe that stuff. And he said, you can take any, take my reasons or leave them. But I think your parents would be happy that it, we at least we talked about it. So Vincent yes. said they agreed, and they kept on talking for about an hour. 
And this is how he concluded. Uh, as the check came, he said to me, I appreciate, Vincent says, I appreciate what you said. I'll definitely think about all of it. And he said, and then, then Vincent, the, re, the author said, and I'll think about what I replied, remember, it's a two-way street. So we were, there was no hammer, Ron, at the, at, you know, in this conversation. It was a dialogue. That's kind of what Bishop Barron and what you were talking about was we have to bring something to the table and it's not, um, you know, the hammer. It has to be a dialogue and we have to be prepared also to answer questions of why do we believe what we believe. Um, James Mellon, who's a priest in Halifax, Nova Scotia, wrote an interesting book called uh, Divine Renovation, uh, which the Archdiocese of Chicago is using for Renew My Church, uh, has this interesting statement. In the past, um, the progression to faith was behave, believe, and then belong. And uh, what Mellon is saying in order to us to uh, help folks who are out there looking and searching for truth today is belong. So you invite them into the community. Uh, they meet people who are the believers. Then they will be attracted to Jesus and then they'll want to know more. And hopefully at the end of that second phase, then they will want to belong to the community. So it's kind of a reverse pattern uh, from what we experienced uh, in the past. Uh, the other thing that Trent says, which is very interesting, anybody who reads the uh, entire Bible, and there's a lot of people who, who say that, oh, I read the entire Bible. If you do that, you'll probably come up and be an atheist. <laughs> so he has to work on that because there's passages in there that are very strange and really test faith. Uh, so that's what Trent is all about. He's a convert himself. Um, and so he's dedicated his life to helping people understand the depth uh, that we have in faith about objective truth uh, versus subjective truth and uh, how our faith gives us that objective uh, truth and why we believe as we believe. It's, I think people would be very interested in either one of these books that we are talking about um, and could use that and pass it on to others, especially younger people. Uh, we have more time now, Kevin, I think. Yeah. To, to read uh, and why not to educate ourselves? Uh, it just kind of finishing with, with the book uh, by, by Trent Horn. Um, I just love it. Again, I haven't dug into it yet. But just his, the titles, I mean, he gets right to the nub of things. Why do we believe in Jesus? Why do we believe in the resurrection? You know, why do we have a pope? Why, why do we go to mass? Uh, why do we honor Mary? Uh, just picking out various, why do, why do we defend even marriage? Why do we cherish our sexuality? Um, why do we hope, you know, for heaven? So just the real tenements of our faith, um, you know, it, 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 the onus is on us to, to really learn about it and be able to, you know, I, I think if you learn a little bit and that's we become more confident in sharing it in a, in, in a form of, um, in a form of love. I think it's a form of love versus proselytizing. I think there's a difference. Yes, um, you, you attract people 
by your openness and your invitation and how you present Jesus. And then they become uh, interested. That's why this uh, film uh, study that is out there called The Chosen is so engaging. I think I've ordered now about five or six DVDs of that, and I'm beginning to share them with different people who may not be able to get it uh, because they don't have streaming uh, or their apps don't work or something like that. But there is this natural uh, in, uh, inquisitiveness that we all have about so many things. We're thirsting for this, especially today. Uh, you know, how does God act in the midst of the pandemic we're in? Uh, where is God in all this? We're searching and looking. And this is very enriching and can help people. It's very attractive. It really is. I'm a firm, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, I love music and I, you know, if I, and I love, you know, the most modern of music and even, you know, I love stuff that I'm calling the young people to listen to because I would go to Lollapalooza. I think today was the first day Lollapalooza would have been. Uh, so probably I'm one of the grandpas there. But anyways, you, if you listen to the words of, you know, music or plays or movies, um, people are searching, Ron. And I'm a firm believer that you listen to any, any of those genres of the humanities, people are searching. And unfortunately, I think people are turning to themselves and thinking, well, I could do this on my own. You know, I, 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 could, I could weather the storm on my own. And my first question is, well, why? Why would you? You know, why would you take, why would you take on the, the, the precepts that, that our faith offers us and just say, well, I'm going to do this by myself? Yes, because you don't have that ability. No one has that by themselves. We all need that kind of uh, uh, assistance and help. That's why perhaps, Kevin, if our folks who listen to this uh, are interested in what we are talking about today, Going forward, we might take one or two or three or more of these topics uh, that is presented in the book, uh, Why We're Catholic, and walk around in that uh, with our folks and ourselves and put some of that out there that may be attractive to people. These books are relatively inexpensive. I think they, they're soft covers and they're about $15, but yep. that's something we might think about going forward if folks are interested. So let me talk about the book I'm reading. I'm uh, about 70 pages into about 175. So apologize, folks. I'm not totally done with it, but it's called The Prodigal You Love, uh, Inviting Loved Ones to the Church. And it's written by a sister, Teresa Noble, who was herself Catholic, uh, fallen away, became a proclaimed atheist, was a proclaimed punk rocker, and uh, came back to the church um, and is a uh, sister of the Daughters of St. Paul. Um, so I came across her book because she'd written an article about more of the social issues going on, uh, but that's another subject matter. But she had written this book, and primarily she takes the gospel of the prodigal son and talks about how you know, those that have fallen away are the prodigal son and, and Jesus is the father. And I loved what she said. She really talks about more of, uh, in her book about how it's really about us 
you know, it, it's, it's just important about us to become, um, to be, to be sworn with the love of Jesus and how do we bring that about in others, but we have to start with ourselves first, but here, what she talks about, um, the father and the son and a, an apology. I want to read this to you. Um, but the, the, the forward was written by a priest, um, that he says this about um, the book. Um, he said, you know, uh, our Holy Father is, a, in a very short time, Pope Francis has shown that we Catholics can be, and indeed need to be, more charitable, loving, and understanding when it comes to engaging people with whom we disagree. He has single-handedly shifted the church's approach to one that involves taking the gospel to the streets, meeting people, and saying, I really like to hear where you're coming from. Like the Pope, Saint Sister Teresa pointedly yet gently reminds us that this process of stirring the flame of faith in the hearts of our loved ones is not all what's wrong with them. It needs to start with each of us, you and me. And I think that's uh, what the evangelizing tool called Alpha is about. Um, we, uh, Mary Seat started a couple of those groups, but uh, they really need to, uh, they can't all do, I think it's hard to do this uh, uh, online, so you almost need to bring people together. But that's kind of what that was all about. You gathered people together who were interested in exploring uh, their faith and their relationship to God and to others. You didn't proselytize. You, you just, uh, there was a 20 minute uh, presentation uh, by an Anglican minister because that's where Alpha started in England in 1990. And uh, after that, the discussion revolved around uh, Jesus and how Jesus interacted with people and how he uh, brought them to a new sense of themselves, a new sense of their life and their relationship and where God fit into their life. And it's this that attracted people who were seeking and searching. Uh, so, as you're saying, this is out there today. People are longing. Uh, they're interested. We need to respond. Um, so. so, yeah, two good books um, that we recommend. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a good, good time well spent uh, if you've got uh, more COVID time on so, um, and, and I think, Ron, I think I mentioned, I think at the back, at the Mary Seat of Wisdom, in the back of the church, uh, they, someone put up a cart with books to share. So, uh, so maybe I'll get one of the copies of these books that I, this prodigal you love, I'll get an extra copy and put it out there uh, for people to share. But it's interesting, I've talked to uh, a couple of people about their own children and the same issues that you know, we all have about bringing people back to the faith and I've shared this book with them. So, um, so Ron, I was, go ahead. Kevin, I, I was thinking about a particular person that I knew and still do, um, whose mother was very, very ill. And um, she was in a, a nursing facility uh, going downhill and the daughter was there uh, constantly with the mother. But uh, her brother uh, was away and lived in California. 
Well, he came back uh, to visit his mom. And the mother, when she saw him, just opened up and was so grateful uh, for the fact that he had come and spending time with her. And of course, then the daughter who had been there for months and weeks started to feel very left out and somewhat angry. I never got that kind of same response uh, from my mom as my brother did. And uh, all of a sudden, she remembered this story of the prodigal son and brought it up to me. And I said, don't stop at that. Look at the elder son. That is who you are in this situation. You were there. You were faithful. And somehow you're not receiving the reward that your brother is getting from your mom's relationship with him. But that doesn't mean you're not loved and cared for. Because the father says to the elder son, he says, son, everything that I have is yours, but your brother has come back and we must celebrate. So I said to her, emphasize the fact that your mom is not negating you. She's not expressing it, but that love is there with you as well. And sometimes these biblical stories can open that up and help us to deal with some of this negativity that comes in when we're generous and we receive no response. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ron, um, we've managed to kill in 20 minutes already on this. So, <laughs> so uh, Ron, do you have a special prayer for us today? Well, you know, Kevin, I found something that... Uh, uh, Pope Francis put together in March of this year, uh, especially with regard to the virus that has uh, attacked so many people throughout the world. And so this is the prayer that the Pope offered. Oh, Mary, health of the sick, you always shine on our path as a sign of salvation and of hope. We entrust ourselves to you. You know what we need. And we are sure you will provide so that as in Cana of Galilee, when your son turned water into wine at your request, we too may be healed through your intercession and may return to joy and to feasting after this time of trial. Amen. Ron, thank you much as always. How about a quick blessing? So... May the blessing of Almighty God be upon all of us who are joined together in this podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Ron, you got any shout-outs for anybody today? Uh, you know what, Kevin? I just hope that uh, folks who enjoy what we're trying to do here uh, might not hesitate to contact us yeah. and open up to us some things that they might like to hear more about. I think we're on a good track with uh, this whole notion of why we're Catholic. And uh, if we get a plus on this, maybe we can enter into some of those areas and discuss that. Sounds good. Yeah. Please keep your cards and letters coming. I have a quick <laughs> shout out to my, uh, my lovely bride and her family, the Peruvians. We missed uh, Peruvian Independence Day. I go by my house, I usually have different flags, and I missed Peruvian Independence Day. 
So I'm going to finish with uh, the Peruvian national anthem uh, sung by the Armed Forces of Peru. So, Ron, have a great uh, week, and we'll uh, talk to you at the next podcast. Thanks, Kevin. Care, okay, Ron. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> 